0: But the fact is, Greg, with the knowledge you've been given,
1: you are now on the inside of what I like to call the Burns family circle of trust. I keep nothing from you, you keep nothing from me,
2: and round and round we go. Okay. Understood. Did I not clearly explain
1: the circle of trust to you, Greg?
3: Mm. Yeah, I think I got it.
0: Then is there something you want to tell me? I... I don't think so. Didn't we have a discussion yesterday in the car about this? Oh, yes. You mean, yes. You mean me and Pam. Yes, I would love to talk to you about that. We're not talking about Pam,
2: Greg. We're talking about you. See, if I can't trust you, Greg, then I have no
0: choice but to put you right back outside the circle. And once you're out, you're out. There's no coming back. Hmm. Well, I would definitely like to stay inside the circle. Well, then, tell me the truth. Okay. Jack, I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, well, this isn't about you, all right? It's not about either of you. It's about me and Pam. We're getting married. That's it. We're starting our own circle of trust. And guess what? You're not in it. Well, you can't start a circle of trust. It's my circle. You know what? You don't have a patent on the circle, Jack. And by the way, you're not even
1: in your own circle right now. That is untrue. I say who's in or out of the circle. I'm confused. Whose circle am I in? Nobody's. Circles. We all want to be in it, don't we? Just that horrible moment at the end where Dustin Hoffman realized he wasn't in anybody's circle. What a horrible place to be. You know, we've been talking about this idea of circles here at Connect for the last few weeks. If you're visiting here this morning, I'll catch you up real quick. So uh, the idea being that we love Rose here at Connect Church. We love that you get to sit in rows this morning and it look this way. Rows are very handy and neat and organized. But as great as rows are, we actually like circles a little bit more. Because there are some things that happen in circles that can't happen in rows. And at connects. our circles are our small groups that meet outside of a Sunday morning. So some of the things we've been talking about over these last few weeks that that can take place probably more effectively in a circle than it can in a row. Uh, We talked in the first week about the idea that spiritual growth happens really well in circles and that emotional support can be met and and found in circles. The physical needs are met in circles. Sometimes it's very difficult to be aware of, of some of the needs that are going on here in our lives and our families when all you see is the back of someone's head. But in a circle... Physical needs are are, uh, heard about and then often met. Even missional engagement, the idea of reaching people, telling people about Jesus, helping people to discover more about who Jesus is, that can happen often more effectively in a circle than it can in a row. We even talked about how circles can be um, handy when, when bad things happen, that circles can help us when we fall. We talked about that last week, that sometimes when we go through those difficult times in life, that very often having that circle of people, having some friends around, having a community, a small community that you're a part of, it can help you when you fall. And actually, they can even help prevent you from falling. Last week, we talked about how circles can prevent blind spots, that sometimes those people in our circle, they can see things in our lives that maybe we don't see ourselves. They prevent isolation. We talked about the idea that sometimes isolation can be a very uh, dangerous place to be in, because when when bad things happen, when we find ourselves in trouble, there's no one around to give us support. And you know, throughout this series, we've been talking a lot about how this isn't really just a, a good idea from Connect Church, that we really believe that God created us this way. That God intended us to be in circles. God intended us to find groups of people that we can connect with so that we can grow uh, to know more about Him and more about our relationship with Him. In fact, I think you can actually trace this all the way back to the very beginning in Genesis chapter 12, right at the very beginning of the Bible. We hear that God formed the very first group of people who would, who would start to follow Him and that they became His people, the Israelites. And he set this man, a man by the name of Abraham, he set him apart. He says, I'm going to bless you and your descendants in a major way. In fact, here's how that particular passage reads there in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you now I want to stop right there in that verse and just think about that for a second you see God's blessing here it was to a group of people he was talking to Abraham but he's saying your people your nation that's who my blessing will be upon God's blessing was for a community of people and I think if you fast forward today, God's saying the same to us today. He says he wants to pour out his blessing and he wants to pour out his blessing upon us, um, the people of God, in the same way that he did the Israelites in the Old Testament. So now, as followers of Jesus living today, God wants to pour out that same blessing. But not just on you individually, although I'm sure you could tell stories of um, individual situations of how you've seen God's blessing and God's presence in your life. But that promise for God to pour out his blessing into that community, I think applies today in the circles that we're in. And you may say, well, Dave, what does God's blessing look like? Well, if you're a part of a small group, maybe you've started to see that. I, um, I found this uh, note a couple of weeks ago someone shared with me, and it was um, a group that meets here at Connect, a group of ladies. And one of the ladies in that particular group, she had to have surgery, and um, the other ladies in the group, they got wind of this, so they just kind of all connected with each other outside of the, the group, and they sent messages and text messages and Facebook messages, and they said, hey, listen, we need to do something for our friend as she's having this surgery. So they collected some money, and the money they collected, they were able to buy several different meal gift cards, and, and they bought some flowers as well. And this lady who, sent the, who had the surgery, she sent this message to her group. It said, thank you so much for the beautiful flowers and the meal card. You have no idea how much those meals will help us out. She says that she's still in pain, but she says, I'm so lucky to be a part of this group and truly feel the love from all of you. I'm looking forward to seeing you all again soon. This is a lady who's part of a circle, part of a community, and experiencing that blessing in a very tangible way. Experiencing the love and the support and the blessing of being a part of a circle. But you know, if we continue to read what God said to Abraham, it didn't stop there. And that's what I want to kind of talk about this morning. Because as we continue on, we discover that the people of God they weren't blessed just to be blessed. Okay, this is really important to understand this this morning, okay? The people of God, they weren't blessed just to be blessed. Listen to what he says as God continues to talk to Abraham. He said, I will bless you, but he didn't stop there. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, he says, And you will be a blessing. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So way back in the beginning of Genesis, in Genesis chapter 12, God is speaking to Abraham. He says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless the Israelites. But here's why I'm going to do that. I'm going to bless you because you, in turn, will then bless others. He's actually saying you are blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing a blessing. This isn't just for you to, to consume and fill up on. and to the, But no, you are being blessed so that you, in turn, can bless others. So if you're a part of a circle this morning here at Connect, if you're in a small group, how does that play out today? How are you blessing others? Well, we heard about that, didn't we, in the, um, uh, the, 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 the message I just read there? You know, this lady was being blessed by the others in her group. Um, I heard of another small group here at Connect who decided that outside of their meeting and their Bible studies together, that they were going to do something in the community together. So they heard about the fact that once a month, uh, we have an organization here in town that we help with called Threads Hope and Love, and we go there on, um, I think it's the second Wednesday night of the month, and uh, just for an hour and a half, we help with their contributions. We help sort some of those donations. And this particular group said, hey, as well as meeting and doing this Bible study, why don't we meet on that Wednesday night, and we can just chat together and hang out, but we can bless this ministry. So this group was a blessing to others. And I love hearing stories like that. You know, there's another way, if you're a part of a circle this morning, if you're a part of a small group, that you can bless others. You could invite someone to join your group. Now, some of you might be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I've just got into the group, I listened to the message, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, I, I finally stepped down and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to give this circles thing a try and I found this group and we're meeting together and it's going kind of well and I was terrified, I thought they'd all be weird and it turns out they're not that weird and um, we're meeting and we're having a good time and we're actually really kind of getting to know each other right now and it's, it's going really well, I don't want someone else to come in, I like this. And these are, these are valid feelings. In fact, to be honest with you, what's become the strength of our small groups can become the weakness as well. We want these circles to exist where you'll feel that you can connect with others and you can feel that um, there's support and encouragement and friendship. And, and some of the small groups that are meeting right now, they have that. But the problem is they have it so well that they don't want anyone else in the group. Because it's like, well, I like this. I like the way this is. We start, have thought, uh, we start to have thoughts like this. I, I might not feel comfortable talking if new people join. We need time to get to know the people who are already here. If we get too many people, we'll have to start a new group, and I'll lose my friends. And these are valid feelings. I've been in many small groups over the years, and, and I've felt that way at different times. But as I read what God was saying to Abraham, and I believe it still applies to us today, I believe he was saying that we are blessed to bless others. That maybe some of the circles that we're a part of now, some of the groups that we're a part of, the reason we have this blessing is because God's saying, I want you to take this blessing and bless others by inviting others into the group. So what I want to do this morning is something a little bit um, different. I want to have a little conversation with a couple here at Connect who have kind of an insight into this idea. So would you uh, help me this morning in welcoming Nick and Christina Bohannon as they come and join me up on my stools here? All right, as they uh, make their way up here, I'm going to pull up my questions. We are already here. There you go, I know you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Nick said he wanted more flashing lights. I think he was wanting some more. <laughs> so, uh,. Nick and Christina, you guys are fantastic, because I contacted them this week, and um, anytime you ever get an email or a text from me, your best bet is to ignore it or send it to voicemail, because normally there's a very scary question that's coming after this. Uh, unfortunately, these guys were like, sure, what do you need? And then I told them, and here they are, <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're thrilled. So um, Nick and Christina, I know you're uh, fairly new to Connect, only within the last couple of years, year or so. In fact, when did you start? Uh, I believe it was about a year ago about a year ago okay tell me the story what led you to come to connect in the first place
2: um friends of ours Matt and Veronica they had invited me to come one um Sunday and I came and Uh liked it and then I came probably a couple times before Nick had joined me so and here we are awesome
1: been coming ever since So I'm, I know that there's many of you out there this morning that are like, that's my story. Some friends invited us, and we enjoyed it. It wasn't too scary, and uh, the donuts were okay. So we came back and uh, have been coming ever since. But what's kind of unique about your situation is I remember when you started coming, and uh, it wasn't long, maybe just a month or so after you came. in, and I think maybe it was you, Christina, but I got an email that said, uh, hey, we're interested in joining a small group. So tell me why. What was that about?
0: Um, I think... You know rather than just coming to church, leaving after church is over, you know and saying that we go to church, uh-huh. you know, we wanted to be more connected you know and and further involved mm-hmm. um, and I think with the small group that we're part of, it really you know lets you know that people go through the same things that you do you yeah. know um, you guys are living the same struggles that we are mm-hmm. you know um, and you just get that sense of comfort and I think that that you know, it was
1: something that we wanted to know that we aren't just alone out there. Cool. You know? And let me, uh, I'm going to throw you now because this question isn't in my list. But um, <laughs> we were talking this morning before the service. And so, because I think there could be some people out here thinking, oh, well, I'm sure they used to go to another church and they were in a small group and this is, that's why they asked. But did you have any previous experience at other churches in small groups, anything like that?
0: We didn't.
1: Um, it was, you
0: know, as I mentioned to you, Dave, we tried a couple other churches And there was just never a sense of welcomeness when you Mm -hmm. walked in. Um, I was raised in a church. She was raised in a church. um, And it just, you know, when you try new churches, it's kind of nervous when you walk in the first time. You don't know what to expect. Yeah. And I can tell you, you know, like Christina said, the first time she came, the first couple times before I came, you know, she kept telling me, Nick, it's great. The people are great. You just got to come meet these people. And then that first morning when I walked in. I couldn't tell you how many people that I didn't know, had never met, had never talked to, you know, just welcomed you in and shook your hand. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, you just have that sense of welcomeness. Awesome.
1: Good job. That was you guys. Well done. <laughs> You're doing good. Um, so here's the crazy thing. So you, you asked to be in a small group. And at that particular time, we we have what we call at Connect here, on-ramps and off-ramps. So there's a couple of times during the year. This is we're coming up on one of those times in September, the beginning of the year in January, where we try and get people into small groups. And if there are small groups that are ready to close down, that's the time where they so there's an on-ramp or an off-ramp. But this was neither September nor January. So you were asking to be in a small group. It wasn't one of those times where we were starting a lot of new small groups. So I remember thinking, man, I don't want to say no to someone who wants to be a part of a small group, but right now all our small groups are established. So we had a couple of small group leaders, Shane and Ingrid Brewer, who were uh, great small group leaders. They meet with a wonderful small group, but they'd been already meeting for a while. So I talked to them, and, uh, and I asked if they would be okay with another group, couple joining, and they said, no, that's a terrible idea. So I really pushed it hard on them, and finally they, they gave in. No, they didn't. They were, they were very open to the idea. But what that meant is that the first time you arrived, you arrived at a group that had already been meeting. So tell us what that was like
0: walking up to the door that first time it was tough you know because <laughs> you don't know what to expect you know and and like you mentioned you know all of these folks had been meeting um, and here we are the new people yeah. you know, it 's like starting a new job or a new school you know what are people going to think of us you know um, but with you know I can tell you within twenty or thirty minutes of being at that home you know that that well that sense of welcomeness again yeah you know um, they didn't shun yeah. us they didn't make us feel out of place um, And just welcomed us into that group with open arms. It's
1: brilliant. Now I need to tell you a little bit about this group because they really are an amazing group. So we're in the middle of a series now called Circles because Circles are better than rows. This group met last Sunday night. So I'm at home last Sunday night and I get a text from this group and they're like, hey, we just wanted to send you a picture of our group tonight. And here's the picture I get. So I don't know if you can see that, but there's Shane, the leader of the group, and there's a couple of rows of people sat (laughs) being um, (laughs) preached at by the one. So... uh, (laughs) So, I had to text back and do a little bit more explanation about circles versus rows. But uh, the reality is, I think you guys have a lot of fun together. You, you all group texted me and enjoyed the manta backwards and forwards. So, what has been a part, because it's been a few months now that you've been a part of that group, what's been a part of that group meant to you guys? Tell us that.
2: I think just the, the friendship that we've gathered and knowing that they're going through life with the same struggles we are. Yeah. So, it's, we're not alone having. You know, Nick always thought that our kids were always the ones to throw fits or, you know, just, <laughs> just different things. Yeah, and he thinks, yeah. Oh, our kids are the only ones to do this. And yeah. It's, they're not.
1: No, they are not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. And it's, it's seriously, as a parent, even in a marriage, sometimes just having that conversation and realizing, wow, this isn't just a, a Jane situation, a Bohanna situation. This happens to other families as well. And talking about how, how people deal with that is. Any other thoughts, Nick, from you of being a part of that group?
0: I think, you know, that first night that we met, that was something that got brought up was just life, you know. Yeah. You know, struggles that we go through. And I don't remember the exact conversation, but, you know, I, I'm a talker. Uh, and uh, I had asked a question, you know, and it just led, one thing led to another. And you just realize, you know, they are normal people just like us. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not... Um, so much different than anybody else and you know struggles that we face every day every week you know and and I think that's one thing about our small group that's great is you know we meet and you know you send out the questions and we talk about them but on the flip side of it we relate that back to everyday life yeah. you know yeah. and you know like I said it's not you're not alone um, and, and you really like I said you, you talk about it yeah. you know and you know back to a question you asked you know in this small group, sometimes you put things out there, you know, and it's tough, yeah. you know, but, you know, with our group, you know, the families that we have, what just great people, yeah. you know, um, I don't feel judged when I walk out there, yeah. you know, brilliant. Um, and I don't judge people either, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, we're all human.
1: Yeah. You know? So here's a great last question for you then. So, obviously, Six months, eight months ago, whenever you first started coming, this was a group that was already kind of established, and they let you into that inner circle, the circle of trust. Um, And now it's like you're part of the group. You totally fit. So how would you feel if you found out that there was another couple wants to come and join your circle now?
0: I would welcome in. Yeah? You know, know, just like we were, you know. um, Here again, don't be afraid. Sure. You know, um, I can't imagine somebody wouldn't let somebody join their group Uh you know Um, I think we'd probably need a bigger place to get together yeah uh, you know we've got a pretty decent sized group as I asked that
1: question Shane and Ingrid have sat out here this morning right now there are six couples and 19 children I think so yeah Yeah, logistically it may be a difficult question to ask but philosophically it's a good question to ask so yeah um come on, join our groups. You know. <laughs> and bring all your kids. Bring it's all great. Kids. Yeah. It's a small church. Yeah. Nice. Well, hey, listen, thank you so much, Nick and Christina, for coming up and speaking. I'll keep that. <laughs> See, I feel like sometimes when I'm talking about subjects like this, you know that you could be like, yeah, Dave, we know, we know. But I want you to hear a little bit of a story of someone who who is in that situation. And here's a group that... They were, they were being blessed in their group. They had a great environment, great relationships. And then that was kind of difficult, asking another couple to come in. But as they were being blessed, now they're blessing another couple, another family. And we have the same with groups for, for single ladies and for men's. And um, we're always trying to encourage the leads of those groups, you know, don't be so inclusive that people don't feel like they can join. In fact, I was thinking about it this week because we're talking about circles, and um, you've got one scenario where the circle exists, and it's a group of people standing in a circle holding hands facing inwards, and that can be a bit um, exclusive, can't it? You know, you kind of got your backs to everyone else. So you may misunderstand me here this morning and say, oh, he, he wants us to be inclusive, so we'll turn and we'll hold hands facing outwards. Anyone's welcome. But then you've got your backs to each other. And there's not really that connection there. There's not really that real community because you're all stood with your... So I think the ideal is, is almost like a circle where you have one hand in the middle and the other hand out. Where you're creating that community and you're looking for that, uh, that environment where you can build trust. And like Nick and Christina said, you know, where we can share just some of the stuff that life brings our way and not be afraid of being judged or you know, because there's a sense of trust here. But at the same time, with this handout, we're not saying that others can't experience this. We've been blessed, and we want to bless others too. So this is how this happens practically in Connect. Because eventually, with 12 adults and 19 kids, you can't keep following this blessed to be a blessing philosophy. It's going to just get too big. So we challenge our leaders in our small groups and say, Listen, the goal here is that there will come a time where your group will will split up. Your group will come to an end. Maybe it'll split in half. Maybe you'll all go your own ways, and you'll, because all the time we're challenging the leaders in our small groups to be looking for other leaders to lead in the future. You know, Paul, one of the most influential leaders in the Bible, he understood this concept. In fact, there was a guy by the name of Timothy that he was raising up, a future leader by the name of Timothy. And you can read in these two letters that Paul wrote to Timothy, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, all this counsel and advice that this leader was given to this future leader. And as Timothy is, is, is reading these, these letters from Paul, listen to what Paul says to him in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. Paul says, Timothy, my dear son, be strong with the special favor God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach many things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. So teach these great truths to trustworthy people who are able to pass them on to others. So what Paul's saying here in that short passage is he's taking the life-changing message of Jesus. He's passing it on to Timothy He's asking Timothy to pass it on himself to other trustworthy people who would pass it on themselves to others. In this one short passage, there are four generations of followers of Jesus being mentioned. And it's that idea of we are being blessed to bless others, who in turn will bless others. So not only do I think that circles are better than rows, I love rows. I love that you're here this morning. But as you become a part of a circle here at Connect, if you would step out and join a small group, not only are you finding a place of community where you'll start to be blessed, but you'll actually find that you're on a journey now where where you're starting to be blessed, and God will start to raise up some leaders. Now I know some of you are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So wait, I finally signed up for a small group, and now you're telling me I'm going to be in charge of one? I talked to Nick and Christina this morning. They were kind of a little bit nervous about coming up here. I was like, don't be nervous. Save that for when Shane says, hey, now you guys are going to be in charge of your own group. Then be nervous. But that's our goal, is that we're raising up future leaders. So I want to interview another couple this morning who kind of fit into that element of our philosophy here at Connect. So would you welcome with me Brad and Ashley Mahoney. You guys out there? I can't see you. Here they come. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some friends of Connect here that you've featured in announcements and videos and uh, various shenanigans here at Connect Church. But this morning, we're going to talk to you about small groups. So Thank there you. you go. All right, Brad and Ashley, good to see you guys. So here's my first question. Now, you guys are both leading a small group right now, a circle here at Connect. But before leading your current group, you were part of another group, now, I know it must have been hard to leave that group because I hear the leaders were amazing. Tell me about that.
2: Actually, I mean, I think I speak for both of us when I say it was probably one of the biggest blessings leaving that group, <laughs> right?
3: Yeah, and I'll, I'll take that one step further. So, you know, when, inevitably when you're in one of those groups and you've, you've got that couple, and in our case it was our leaders who just rub everybody the wrong way, super annoying. Uh, we'd come to church and, yeah, we'd see them out in the lobby, coffee, donuts, try to dodge them. They'd come up to us, talk to us. Yeah. Then we come in here and sit down, try to do some service, and what do you know? The guy's preaching to us for 40 minutes on stage. So,
1: <laughs> so in case people haven't figured out, who were your original small group leaders? Uh, was you and Casey. It was. <laughs> uh,
2: no, but in all honesty, it was, um, you do get to form a bond with the people in your group, and so it is kind of hard to leave, but at the same time, I didn't see it so much as just ending um, with the whole circle sure. thing. I just felt like we kind of like expanded our circle because we made you know, relationships in our group together and then we're kind of expanding that. In our yeah, own.
1: I like that phrase, expanding <laughs> your circles. I should have put that in my notes. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'll write it down. So... Now that you're leading your own group, you've expanded that circle. That's a great response. But now that you're leading your own group, tell me what that's like. Because you're in a group. We had a good time together. There was three or four other couples and families in that group. And I remember we had great conversations, great times together. It wasn't easy to come to an end of that group. But like you said, you felt it's time to expand the circle. So what's it like now that you're on the other side leading your own group? Good. (laughs) That's great. No, there might be
2: like a sense of thinking like, that you have to know everything, uh-huh. you know? And it's just, I would, I would say that's the biggest thing for us. It's like, you don't have to know everything. Like, we're kind of just all learning together. Sure. So you just have to be willing to do that, willing to open up your home, willing to, um, I guess, just learn together. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I guess I'd add too, if, for those who are leading a group, if you see that potential in others um, to encourage them because you encouraged us to lead, and I'm not sure if that's something that we would have done on our own had mm-hmm. you not encouraged us to do so. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, like she said, it's been great and learning together with the others and we've got an awesome group, so that helps. Yeah.
1: Now, some of your group here this morning, do you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so do you see some future leaders that will be leading groups themselves?
3: Yeah, I think definitely. Honestly, I think all of them have the potential to do so.
1: Awesome. Um, I think... Because right of, now they're sitting here thinking no way. Yeah, so <laughs> if you could stand and we'll just... <laughs> We'll call you out right now. <laughs> no,
3: I, I definitely think so. And I think probably it helps that, you know, with you, you're our pastor. So sure. it was maybe initially kind of intimidated for us to go out and lead on our own. But uh-huh. hopefully they see that we're just normal people raising kids just like they are. It's a big them. hope. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> They know just as little as we do.
1: Yes. <laughs> so that's awesome. Thank you very much. These are great group leaders, and I know they've got future group leaders there coming soon. So let's thank Brad and Ashley. Good answers. Thanks, guys. No, you can Yeah, let's <laughs> go. You know, just as we wrap up this morning... Um, I'm so glad because I, I, we, we talked ahead of time about the questions we are going to ask, but I didn't know what answers they were going to give. And um, one of those answers plays right into what I want to wrap up here with this morning because maybe you're out here this morning and here I am trying to encourage circles and you were right on the edge of thinking, yeah, I think I could maybe try a small group. And now you're like, absolutely not because I've heard the master plan. If I tried out, there's a chance that I could be leading a group. And there's no way. Do you know me? I shouldn't be leading people, not in a church context. But here's the thing. I want to tell you what we look for is we're looking for people to to raise up as as Paul did with Timothy, as Jesus did with his disciples. I mean, think about it. If you look through Jesus' disciples, they were fishermen, tax collectors. You know, he didn't go to the Bible colleges. He didn't go to the seminaries and the Pharisees. He went to, to ordinary people. So what was it that Jesus saw in those 12 individuals that he thought, these are people who I can help spread the Jesus mission after I'm gone? So we have three things that I just kind of thought, man, if if I could see these three elements and so on, I think they could help lead a group of their own. When I lead groups myself, when we have small group leaders who lead their groups, I encourage them to to look out for these traits in people in their own groups. The first is something that I call spiritual velocity. Velocity. Spiritual velocity. So, so here's a real simple picture to illustrate what I mean by spiritual velocity. If you look at this picture here, you've got a circle there, and the cross represents Jesus. You've got A, and you've got B. Now, it would be easy at first glance there to think, well, A looks like he's a, he or she is a much stronger follower of Jesus. So they're, they're in the circle. B, on the other hand, yeah, they're, they're kind of outside the circle, not sure what's going on there, but they're definitely not as close to Jesus as A is. But that's a a stationary circle. What if we were to add movement to that circle? What if we were to add some velocity to that circle? And now we see that B is actually moving. Those two arrows, they represent B's movement. A isn't moving at all. B is actually moving, and he's moving or she's moving in the direction of Jesus. You see, I don't look for how long you've been in church, whether you were born going to church, whether this is brand new. What we look for here at Connect as we're looking for future leaders whether it be in small groups or ministry teams, is uh, where's your velocity? What's happening in your life right now? We've got some wonderful small group leaders who maybe like Brad and Ashley would feel like they're not qualified to lead a group. But in actual fact, they're seeking after Jesus. Their lives are moving in the direction of Jesus. And following the example of Jesus and Paul, I believe you can do a lot more with someone who's hungry Someone who's searching after God. Someone who's saying, I want to be moving in this direction. I think in that circle, maybe as Jesus looked out, maybe some of the Pharisees represented A. They were very religious, but there was no movement going on. Whereas the disciples were hungry to know more about this Jesus and then spread his word. You know, the second quality we look for is teachability. Teachability. Just that, that idea of saying, you know, I'm willing to learn. This is a big step for me, and I'm, I'm kind of nervous that you're thinking about this. And I remember talking to Brad and Ashley, but, but the reality is there was so much teachability there. They were really willing to say, we, we, we think we can do this. Would you help us do that? So in our small groups, we have these environments where there are, there are people that could be future small group leaders. And if they're teachable, if they have that desire, that openness to grow and to be challenged in new ways, then they're teachable. I think the third quality is relational intelligence. You might be like, well, you lost me there. Relational intelligence. Here's what relational intelligence is. Relational intelligence is just being grounded in the idea of believing that people matter. I care about people. I think people matter. I think a person with relational intelligence, they look for the best in others. I think somebody who has relational intelligence, they genuinely care about people and they want to help others connect with God the way they have. I think you can tell someone who has relational intelligence because other people enjoy being around that person because they feel cared for and valued. If you want to know this morning whether you have relational intelligence or whether you recognize what relational intelligence is, you can do what I call the caller ID test. The caller ID test, when your phone rings and you take it out of your pocket and you're like, oh, that's going to voicemail. Or awesome, hey. You know, if that person has relational intelligence, there's a connection. You want to speak to that person. You want to to, to say hi and to catch up. Those are the people in your life with relational intelligence. And you'll meet people like that. here at connect. I loved Nick and Christina's story. But they said, you know, for us, and, and I've talked to them kind of at length, and they've had some um, different upbringings in church, you know. So coming to Connect Church was very new to what they were used to. This is very different to their own experience growing up in church. This was a big step. They were kind of nervous when they arrived the first time, but both of them said, here on the stage, we just felt so welcomed. It was just such a great environment. I love that we have so many here at Connect with such relational intelligence. People who genuinely care about one another, genuinely care about other people. I love seeing you hanging around and drinking coffee and eating donuts and talking to one another. That community that's being established there in our foyer. So those three aspects. you know. So, so if you're sitting here this morning, if you're a part of a small group... If you're thinking of joining a small group and you're like, well, I'm worried. What if they ask me to lead? I don't think I can lead. Well, before you start brushing up on memorizing all the books of the Bible and uh, going to Bible college or anything like that, you know, this is what we're looking for when we're looking for future leaders to apprentice, future Timothys to the Pauls, future disciples to the Jesuses. Because our small groups aren't designed to just become a blessed fest, you know, where you come and you're just blessed. Uh, It's a blessing to bless others. To expand, to grow, to multiply. And for that to happen, we're going to have to raise up future leaders. And this is what those future leaders will look like. And some of those future leaders are sat here this morning. And we'll have you up on stage next year. And you'll be telling stories of, I remember when you said that, Dave. And I thought, there's no way. And here I am leading this group, building this community, establishing this circle together. So here's how you can respond this morning. This is our last week of the Circle series. In September, we're going to launch some new small groups. We're going to add some people to some existing small groups. So right now, we're gathering information. People are signing up. The connection cards are on your seats. You can fill that in. And on the back, there's a box that says, I'd like to get connected. If you check that box this morning, that'll get you on the list. If you um, go on the app, there's a, um, a button you can click for small groups. But I know that there are some of you who are like, I just... I'm still a little bit nervous because when I check that box, when I click the app, does that mean that Friday I'm going to be at someone's house? <laughs> it's like, it's that, you know, I get this, then I get an email and a phone call, and then for the next year, I'm at these people, and I don't even know who they are. This is kind of weird. This isn't what I was expecting. Here's, here's the thing. Let me uh, put some peace in your hearts this morning. By checking that box, by saying you're interested, what that means is that gets you into the, the circle, <laughs> So someone will connect with you, someone will say, hey, tell us more about what you're looking for. Is this something that as a family you want to be a part of? Is this maybe just a guy's group or a girl, a lady's group you want to be a part of? You know, what are you, there'll be a conversation that takes place. And then there'll be some suggestions. Well, we've got this group that meets here and they meet on this regular basis and this night, you know, would that work for you? And there'll be a lot of discussion until finally we can find what works best for you. There may even be a couple of visits to a small group where you say, I'm just not sure if this is the right fit for me and we'll, we'll find another one for you. But maybe some of you are on the fence right now because you're afraid, man, if, that's, if I sign up, that's it. I'm in. It's, uh, there's no way out. <laughs> I'm here for life. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to start that conversation. So I, I, I challenge you this morning. If as you've heard over these last two or three weeks the idea of these circles and you thought, I think I want to be a part of that, then, then step out. Nick and Christina said it was hard for them to do that, but they are so glad now that they did. Because there's some great things that happen in Rose on a Sunday morning, and we love seeing you here, and we want you to come back again and again and again. But I think there's some even greater things that happen in circles that don't happen in Rose. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. We believe that right back there in Genesis chapter 12, when you were talking to Abraham and you said you will be blessed, you weren't talking to him singly. You were talking to the nation of Israel. You were saying to Abraham that this nation, your descendants, they will be blessed. But in the very next verse, you say, so that they may be a blessing to others. Lord, I don't want to be a part of a church where we exist to just receive, receive, receive. I want to be a part of a church where we exist to receive so that we may give. We may be blessed so that we, in turn, can bless others. And the way that that happens in circles and in small groups is that as we get connected, then we invite others to join, and then we break off and start new small groups. And and this this experience of of doing life together as circles, it multiplies and multiplies to where more and more people can experience that blessing. So if there are some here this morning, Lord, who are still a bit anxious Give them the peace and the courage this morning to step over that line and say, I want to be a part of a circle here at Connect Church. We ask this in Jesus' name.